Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. <laughs> it is Matt Mosley. And uh, what, a, uh, <clears throat> what an exciting time as uh, we get ready for... <laughs> New Year's Eve, our last show of 2022, and then we will turn the page. And Aaron, I just uh, I came back into the studio. Uh, I have had quite a bit going on today, so if anybody had a uh, a massive leak or plumbing issues during the freeze or anything like that, I can identify with you. And so half of my yard has been dug up and lots going on, uh, but uh, I've been racing around. But, Aaron, as I told you earlier today, the joys of uh, being a homeowner, there are good things about it. There are uh, negative things about it. But uh, it is, uh, is going to be a fun day today. Aaron, at some point, we may do this early next week. Now, we're off Monday. We may do it Tuesday. One of our great uh, sponsors, Baylor Lion Foundation, has honored my family. There's some big news that has occurred, and I wanted to kind of wait till everybody's back from the holidays, and I'm going to make a special announcement Tuesday, and we'll have the executive director, Alan Holt, of the Baylor Lion Foundation on and it involves my family, and it's a really, really cool thing. And uh, I'll be sharing that news Tuesday. Uh, Aaron, are you excited to to, to hear the, the, the Mosley family news? I am. First time here. Uh, there you go. Kate there you kept go. it a secret even from me. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't. I tried not to make a big deal out of it, but then a... An announcement went out uh, via email to some folks, and so it started to kind of go around. But, uh, Aaron, I'll tell you, I won't spoil the whole surprise for our listeners, but I promise I will let you in on it. And then uh, Tuesday we'll make the official announcement, and this is a really uh, meaningful thing to my family, and uh, it involves Baylor University and the Baylor Line Foundation and again, one of our great sponsors that we have. And we just, you hear it every day at 5 o'clock. You hear it when we come out on the show, the sponsors and our partners. And, of course, during the bowl game, we had even more. But our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, I mean, that's a big reason we're able to do this is because of folks like Brian Fonville uh, and uh, the Nesbitt family, Joe Nesbitt, Tom Nesbitt, our friend, the great attorney from Austin, uh, the great play-by-play man. What a great family, and we are so appreciative of Bill, the whole everybody involved over there at Central National Bank. Now, Aaron, I like it when you kind of go into the lab and and you refresh us on 
kind of what's happening in the bowl action. There's a couple of things happening in bowl bowl games, and uh, we're going to talk about the Fiesta Bowl, and we're going to talk about the Horn Frogs. At 4:20, we do have the radio analyst of the Horn Frogs, John Denton. John's a great friend of mine, and it'll be fun. And it's his last game. Well, he hopes it's not his last game. If TCU wins, they'll play for the national title. But this could be John's last game calling uh, for the uh, TCU radio network. You know, John's a friend of mine. He, um, The owner of our station, uh, Gary Moss, used to do TCU radio for many years. And he was in charge of the broadcast, so he worked with John Denton and has known him for years. And so John's a great friend of all of ours and um, always appreciative to have him on. Great friend of, of course, John Morris and that whole crew. Uh, And so John Denton will be on with us at 420. Five o'clock today, we'll we'll get very aggressive with talking about some of these new Baylor hires. Uh, with Kevin Longquist and then Aaron in Campus Confidential and now I mean you know we can get back into it but uh, we'll we'll make some of our announcements as the Bears uh, have found another coach they, they've just hired an inside linebackers coach and uh, continue to uh, make additions uh, to the team Aaron the uh, the rough news being something you shared with me last night, and then uh, there were a couple of other items that I came across from a Baylor standpoint. There's been some very positive things, obviously, uh, involving recruiting. There were some tough things that went did not go Baylor's way. Al Walcott deciding to leave the Bears in the transfer portal. Aaron, that's a... I think you kind of know and have an understanding of how much I love that player. Um, and I, I just I just thought that I loved his story. He was a JUCO transfer, and he just he, – he fought for everything, and he ended up being a huge playmaker for the Bears. And, in fact, he had that – in the Sugar Bowl win, that enormous return that turned the tide for the Bears – just kind of changed that entire complexion of that game in 2021. That was Big Al. That was Al Walcott with the 90, what do we call that, Aaron, about a 95-yard touchdown return. That that one, there have been some, and I hated to see Kyron Drones go. hated to see Devin Neal go. I mean, a lot of these guys, I, I really think a lot of. But Walcott probably got to me the most because I, I just – I just respect his game so much in, in what he brings. And so, again, we'll talk about all that with uh, Longquist. Aaron, I sense that that one also left a mark with you. Al Walcott, playmaking dude, and a guy who I was hoping would be one of the stars for next year. Now, you know, I was, I was kind of hoping the news of uh, Matt Pallage coming in as defensive coordinator Al Walcott would remember him, of course, from 2021. Maybe that would play a role. But you got to wonder, maybe Al Walcott will end up at Auburn. Maybe he'll. Maybe some of these guys want to go with Ron Roberts. Okay, we've. I mean, we need to be fair to everybody because we've sort of, uh, whether it's fair or not, we've kind of made Ron Roberts out as a guy who couldn't get along with players or or didn't treat players the right way, and so. 
if we if we see players going to Auburn from Baylor, we might need to rethink that a little bit and not put so much blame on Ron Roberts. But we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll see where all that uh, takes us. Aaron Al Walcott, did that one did that one um, hit you a little a little different? Oh, absolutely. He has a chance to be an All American next year. He's like you said, he's a playmaker, and for Baylor fans. If you're a Baylor football fan, no one will ever forget the 94 or the, yeah, I believe that's right, 94 yard interception return for a touchdown in the Sugar Bowl that basically sealed the game for them. It was a huge play, one of the biggest in Baylor football history. So, yeah, sad to see him leaving. Yeah, and the Bears have done a pretty good job of keeping most of their players, but uh, something to keep an eye on is that portal. Now, we're going to be getting you ready all day for the semifinals tomorrow, college football playoff semifinals. The Fiesta Bowl happens tomorrow. And then, Aaron, I I was looking at the slate today. I was kind of having fun watching some of the um, uh, Sun Bowl, and that was UCLA and Pitt kind of going up and down the field, and there was some – I mean, some beautiful deep balls thrown in that game, especially by UCLA. Last I looked, that thing was about, I think it was 21-14. Of course, I've been caught up in uh, addressing some some things at the house uh, with leaks and all the things that you do, and um, a flood underneath the house, all very, very fun things. And by the way, things that we dealt with back in 2019, dealing with them again, thank you, thank you for uh, for uh, all all of that. Now, the other one Aaron was NC State and Maryland were playing on ESPN. Tonight's just kind of a fun night of football watching. I believe Aaron think about how we used to think of the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl to me used to be the that was the uh January 1st, the evening bowl. And a lot of times that was for the national championship. When I think of Orange Bowl, I think like Miami against Nebraska. De, uh, uh, Dean Steinkuhler playing guard or or the whatever they did. They, they did kind of a, not a fumble ruski, but like the guard around. They did a trick play back in the day when Tom Osborne was coaching. Uh, Osborne was coaching at Nebraska. Though, though, there, and then I think of Oklahoma playing... Arkansas? Who would Oklahoma have been playing? I just think of some great Orange Bowls from the past. In fact, Notre Dame may be involved in a few. Get the the Orange Bowl coming up later this evening. Aaron, do you ever do you ever look at the bowl slate and then you're reminded like, whoa, whoa, this is a good matchup. Dang. You know, it's, I think we're so trained now to to only invest our time and our thoughts and everything into the the playoff, the college football playoff in those four teams that occasionally you step back and you go, golly, Clemson's playing who? I mean that 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 game tonight is gonna be really, really good. Aaron, can you get us caught up on the current state of the college football games right now? Uh let's look at the Sun Bowl and then let's uh uh, and then uh, let's look over at the other bowl game going on right now uh, involving, I think it's the Dukes. 
Mayo Bowl? The mayo Bowl. <laughs> okay. Aaron, are you a mayo guy or a mustard guy? Mayonnaise. Ooh. I, I like mustard, but okay. I prefer mayonnaise. Wow. Um, wow. That's not what I expected to hear today, but that's okay. Yeah. The, uh, in, in fact, have you ever tried Duke's mayo? I have. It's good. It's not the best okay. I've ever had, but it's it's really good. <laughs> this bowl game involves sometimes people Eating consuming <laughs> large amounts of mayonnaise, which is just weird. But, um, but anyway, th- that happened. Duke's Mayo uh, Bowl. Aaron, get us caught up on these bowl games. Congratulations to Maryland. They won the Duke's Mayo Bowl 16-12 to over North Carolina State. Bowl's in action right now. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Pittsburgh leads number 18 UCLA 31-28 with about 10 minutes left in the game. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, South Carolina up on Notre Dame 24-17. That one is almost to the fourth quarter at the very end of the third quarter. And then one more game today. It's the Capital One Orange Bowl. That's at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Number 6 Tennessee takes on number 7 Clemson. What? Where can I find that Gator Bowl? You're saying that's it's on the ESPN uh, two, also on ESPN also not ESPN two. <laughs> okay, uh, I see what you're saying. Um, all right, that sound you heard was me just changing over to the Sun Bowl. I wanted to check <laughs> as I took my phone over there to get that game called up. Okay, Gator Bowl on ESPN, Sun Bowl on CBS. That's one of the things I like, Aaron. We were joking about how like Fox got one bowl. Right? The other day. I mean, maybe they have a couple of bowls. But CBS, through thick or thin, and they're about to lose the, uh, you know, their their contract is coming to to an end with the SEC. But CBS has always kept the Sun Bowl. You know, and for years, I felt like CBS used to have the Cotton Bowl. Am I right about that, guys? No, that's People right. People know that. Is that right? Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Nielsen used to call that game. Um, I, I just think CBS had a major stake in the Cotton Bowl. Now the Cotton Bowl's kind of squashed in there, I think, with all those ESPN games. And, and of course, they they simulcast a lot of that stuff now on ABC. Uh, Aaron, let's not short the Sun Bowl, though. Let's not short their sponsor, the Tony the Tiger. <laughs> the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That one means a lot. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not like I'm from El Paso. But the Sun Bowl takes me back to my youth. Aaron, you know what I'm talking about. It just kind of, I thought the Sun Bowl used to be either on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. But whatever, I it used to be, my family went out there and that was, was that Grant Taft's last game for the Bears? Was finishing up in the Sun Bowl, maybe the 93 season? And so that would have been the ninety. I don't. I don't. I forget when, exactly when that was played. It might have been. It might have been like a New Year's Eve type bowl, but there we were. The Mosleys were out in El Paso, and after the game, I went out on the field and celebrated Aaron with some of my fraternity brothers who played on the Baylor football team. Some of the Fijis. Let's see who that would have been: John Langefeld and Kyle Friedman, two of my fraternity brothers. We're on the Baylor team, and um, in fact, we always used to watch the Grant Taft show. I watched it since I was a kid, but when I was in college, I would watch it to see if Grant would mention one of my buddies' names. You know, that was kind of what you were watching for. All right, as Aaron said, UCLA 
um, right now involved in what has really become a back-and-forth affair and apparently some high winds. I'm watching this in, in the Sun Bowl. They, somebody's going to have to come over and hold the kick. But Pitt, Pitt about to kick off. And, um, and, and Aaron, that guy, you remember the, the statement that uh, Narduzzi made recently? Wasn't Narduzzi in the in the uh, he was in the news for something. Pat Narduzzi was making the statement about the North Carolina coach. All right. we It's about time for us to call our man, John Denton, the, uh, the longtime radio analyst of the TCU Horn Frogs. He'll talk about tomorrow's Fiesta Bowl next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. There's always some new beers for you to try at Dancing Bear Pub. Since 2007, Dancing Bear Pub has featured a wide range of craft beers, poured in a relaxed watering hole setting that features a vintage wood bar and a large patio. 16 rotating drafts featuring craft beers, ciders, and seltzers, plus over 50 canned options. Thursday night, it's glass giveaway night. Buy the beer from the select brewery and keep the glass. Waco's home for craft beer, Dancing Bear Pub, 1117 Spade Avenue, Waco. Hashtag sip beers. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Happy New Year from ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Lion Foundation's annual membership drive. 
Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm more Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys overcome three turnovers to beat the Titans on Thursday night football 27-13. Texas lost to Washington in the Alamo Bowl 27-20. OU comes up short to Florida State 35-32 in the Cheez-It Bowl. Bowl games continue today with Maryland and North Carolina State in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Pittsburgh and UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Notre Dame and South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Ohio and Wyoming in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. And the Nightcap Tennessee and Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Mavericks over Houston last night, 129-14. Luka with another triple-double. Baylor basketball gets underway tomorrow in conference play, taking on Iowa at 1 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas, and the women taking on TCU at 2 o'clock on 104.9 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And joined right now by John Denton, the the radio analyst for the TCU Horned Frogs. And John is planning to finish very strong. And I hope he doesn't finish. I, I hope the Frogs get this thing done. And he has one more game. Now, John, what... um. We're very fortunate that you have stepped out of an, an event. Is this a gathering of frogs, or what? Um, and how many events have you attended so far leading up to the uh, Fiesta Bowl? Well, uh, today I'm on my fourth event here. Uh, I'm currently in Old Town Phoenix, which uh, is uh, kind of a cool area. It's kind of kind of kind of like uh, down there where the, uh, the two silos are in Waco, except. The uh, humidity is about five percent, and uh, we've got a little cloud cover here. It's 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 nice, but I'm on uh, event number four, and then uh, heading to uh, another event here shortly that will close out the evening. And then I've, I I got to go get my beauty rest. I mean, I'm sixty years old. I'm getting I'm getting too old for this. I mean, we got <laughs> the biggest game in the biggest game in TCU history tomorrow as the Frogs try to take on and defeat the Michigan Wolverines. Man, I'm so excited to watch this. I know you're excited to call this. Three o'clock. I mean, to me, this is just everything. Everybody's going to be gathered around New Year's Eve. First of all, how are the frogs doing with their uh, frog? I mean, I, I bet you've met with a lot of the boosters. A lot of these people are your good friends. And there were a lot of travel woes, especially anybody that was dealing with Southwest Airlines. Have we... 
Has most everybody who wants to be out there, have they found a way to get there? And how many of your friends have just jumped in a car and made the long trip out there? Did anybody you know have to do that? Oh, yeah. I, I know uh, that, you know, there's probably 20, 25 people that I know personally that just said, you know what, uh, let's let's throw everything in the car, the SUV, and load it up and fill it up, and they were on their way. And, you know, I think, I think some of these folks have kind of taken it on as kind of a badge of honor. And, you know, it's, it's a shame, number one, I would tell you that any of us that grew up around the Dallas area and saw Southwest Airlines from its infancy, I mean, Herb Kelleher somewhere, uh, you know, in the great beyond is spinning in his grave right now because of what's happening to that airline. But that's a, another segment <laughs> when one of your business talk shows. But anyway, uh, that's not deterring the frogs from getting here because, uh, as I've told you before, uh, the way this is set up and, and with what all's on the line here, I mean, this is the biggest biggest game in school history. I mean, you can talk about the Rose Bowl. The, what the Rose Bowl did was that went over Wisconsin, you know, 10 years ago, got the frogs into the Big 12, okay? Now this is, I mean, the frogs are one step away from playing for a national championship. And I think it's good that, you know, t- tomorrow the Frogs are the early game, so that's that's 2 o'clock local time here in, in Phoenix. Yeah. It's 3 o'clock central time. You know, you get up, you go eat, you tape, and you head to the stadium, and you go. You're not sitting around all day long like Ohio State is waiting to get executed by uh, Georgia. You know, I mean, this is, <laughs> this, is, this is probably this is the best matchup of the CFB playoffs because you've got two teams – with, you know, different approaches to the game. You've got TCU with speed and wide-open offense, and you got Michigan that wants to load up with three tight ends and just pound you, you know, game, play after play after play, and try to get you to the fourth quarter and wear you down. And you've got the 10 and slug style versus, you know, the Big 12 and speed, and it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And I think, you know, for, for TCU – uh, they've got to bring uh, they've got to bring an effort similar to what they brought in Austin against Texas. I mean, very you know you look at Texas offensive and defensive lines very similar to Michigan, big, lots of size, some really good running backs, and you know people didn't give TCU a chance against Texas. And oh, B. John Robinson's going to go for two bills and just run up and down. TCU came up with a game plan and had run fits and filled gaps and pretty much controlled Texas run game. That's exactly what they're going to have to do against Michigan because Michigan's going to line up and, you know, many are saying the best offensive line in college football, you know, and they've got the Outland Trophy winner and the Remington Trophy winner and Alawakimi, who's the really good center. He's big. He's about 295, 300 pounds and can move. And, um, you know, you got J.J. McCarthy at quarterback. I mean, they've got a couple of three – Running backs, they've got a guy that was three weeks ago or two months ago playing linebacker who's now the backup running back who's, you know, pounded it. So it's going to be a physical game. It's going to be going to be key for the Frogs, I think, to, you know, make the effort from a from a uh, run-stop standpoint. Probably going to have to play a lot of man-free coverage in the Frogs with Josh Foster and Trey Hodges Tomlinson. They've got, the, they've got the corners to do that. And, you know, it's, I think it's all – First 10 minutes are going to be huge in this game because Michigan's going to come out, try to flex some muscle. Frogs are going to come out, 
try to try to burn and and you know get make big play. But I think the key is stop the run, play the run well, contain Michigan and speed and Michigan play from behind because they're kind of like some, but you know they're running it about seventy percent of the time. And why do they do that? Because they can't. The uh, John Denton joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. He'll be calling this game tomorrow on the TCU Frog uh, Radio Network, Horn Frogs uh, Radio Network, and uh, so much going on. Now, John, have, when you've been around the TCU players into some of this media availability, what do you sense? Sometimes you can kind of know, being a former player, you know the mood. You know, has there been any – do you feel like this isn't like a hat in hand, we're happy to be here? What has been kind of the vibe that you're getting from the TCU players during some of the availability this week? Well, I, you know, I think Sonny has done a really good job just, you know, kind of getting this team ready, and the staff has done a good job. And a lot of these coaches have been involved in playoff games or in, in BCS games before, and, it, you know, they look at it. Uh, you know, kind of, they kind of day parted out, kind of like your bosses there at the radio station. You know, you got this show at this part of the day, you got this show at this part of the day, and you know, I think they they look at the media abilities. Okay, here's a practice, here's an opportunity. Let's go knock this out and be done, and and get back to get back to work. But you know, they they've handled it very well. Yeah, there's a lot more distractions, but you know, I think the team is feeling pretty good about things because, you know, they're enjoying being here. Uh, that's the atmosphere that, that Sonny Dykes and his crew have, have brought in. You know, it's, you know, take it all in, but when it's time to, you know, strap down and get down to business, then that's when you got to concentrate. And this is a TCU team that now with, you know, roughly three weeks or a little more than three weeks off, they've all had a chance to get healthy. Max Duggan is as healthy as he's been all year. Quentin Johnston, the great wide receiver, he's healthy. Kendra Miller, the running back, he's healthy. Nobody knew. He he played the last three games, including the Big 12 championship game, with an injury and was nicked up. But you couldn't mm. tell. I mean, this is a this is an older football team, and everybody's saying, you know, well, you know, Michigan was here last year and lost in the in the semifinal. They're not going to do that again because they've got the experience. This is a very old TCU team. You look across the, the two deep, you got a lot of fifth year, you got some guys that are sixth year seniors and Matt, I'll tell you, I mean, look at think about what all this T C football team has been through since a year ago Halloween when Jeremiah Donati, the A D pulled in Gary Patterson and basically said, Look, you're done. This is not easy to do, but we're gonna make a change. Yeah. This group has been through a coaching change, you've got an iconic historic head coach who got fired you bring in a new guy you've got a new system a new staff uh all i mean everything has changed for this team and this group has embraced it and you know came came six inches away from being 13 and 0 and i i don't think this group is is phased by it i think they're they know that you can't put you can't get too wound up because you may this time next week be getting ready to play another game against a better team so it's a, it's a group that is very mature, and they're very aware of one of the Michigan linemen who pretended that he didn't know what conference that TCU played in. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's been a little bit of chippiness here late in the week 
And, you know, this TCU bunch, um, I mean, they're, 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 they're going to play fast and loose. And, and, you know, you never want to lose. But I think the loss in the Big 12 championship game may have kind of, you know, opened the valve a little bit, took the pressure off. Now this team is regrouped. They got in the playoff. And, you know, they, you know it, it's a lot different being being 12-1 and than 13-0. and and, you know, I think I think a lot of the pressure is on Michigan because people expect them to win. And TCU is, okay, we've we've got our loss behind us. We've got everybody healthy. Max Duggan knows he didn't play his best in the Big 12 championship game. He's got something to prove. So I like the Frogs' chances. All right, how do you think Gary, you just brought him up, how do you think, um, how do you think the great Gary Patterson, uh, you and I both know him pretty well, I guess we could just ask him, but how do you think he'll? How do you think he'll consume this one? Because I guarantee you, he's going to be watching closely. Would he be tempted at all to come out there, or uh, or would Gary? You think Gary will just be maybe at his place in Fort Worth? How will How will Patterson uh, watch this ball game? I mean, I don't think we'll see him out at one of the sports bars in in the Fort Worth area. No, he's. Uh, my guess is he's going to be at home, or he may. He may be on vacation somewhere, but I mean, I, I know he'll be watching. I mean, he, he cares about a lot of these kids. Most of them, he and his staff are, good. And, you know, you, you saw in, in Austin after the, after the win over UT, he was one of the first guys on the field to congratulate Max and a lot of the players and the yeah. players embraced him. I mean, they, they know, you know, he's a ball coach and, you know, the games change and there's a lot of different things that are different from, you know, 20 years ago when he first, or 22 years ago when he first got the job at TCU. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any hard feelings on the part of any of the players. And I think Gary's going to be interested in, and he's going to be pulling for TCU because yeah. I mean, he's got relationships with 85% of the roster. He's, he's, he's a guy who brought most of them to TCU and, you know, things happen and, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, the, the coaching change has been good for the program at TCU, and I think over time it'll it'll prove to be good for Gary Patterson as well. All right, some people have suggested, and I think Gary's embraced it that he went twenty and five this season. But let's factor in that loss last night by the Longhorns, twenty and six. I think is how yeah. that would uh, that would come out. But uh, uh, that's uh, I, I think you're right. I think he's going to be rooting hard and. Although it's been a little weird at times this year, uh, history will certainly be kind. Uh, it already has been to the the Patterson era, but what has happened this year is unbelievable. And uh, John, I hope that uh, I know you are retiring. I think you're too young of a man to retire, but uh, that's okay if you feel like doing that and leaving the uh, the the radio booth. But the um, I would just say, you know, I hope you get two more games, all right? That's what I'm rooting for the Frogs, but really rooting for you to get uh, two more games. Well, we need need two more games. You know, Mosley, I'm a lot older than you think I am. I'm 60 years old. I've I've been on the radio crew for TCU since 1988. And the ironic thing, and one of the reasons I'm hoping that uh, the Frogs prevail tomorrow is my first game on the air with TCU was 1988 at Georgia. And it'd be really great to finish up next week in L.A. against Georgia. You know, bookend it. One, one to one. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I like the Frogs' chances tomorrow. Like I said, 
They've got to jump out, get to a hot start, and uh, play from ahead. Make make Michigan get out of their comfort, which is, you know, putting those three tight ends in the game and just pounding you all game long. So we'll see how they hold up. But it's great to be here, great to have the opportunity, and I think uh, the Frogs all feel the same way. And uh, they'll play fast and loose tomorrow, and I think they'll represent the Big 12 well. All right, 1988, you said, was your first. Let me try to think who I think the TCU quarterback was. 1988. Yeah. That's probably after Ankrum. That's after Scott Ankrum. Who would have been the quarterback in 88? Well, Ankrum, Ankrum was still around. But, okay. Uh, that would have been, that would have been uh, the great David Rasco out of Ooh. Houston, Westchester. Yeah. Rasco option quarterback. He's dual threat guy out of out of Houston Westchester. I still keep up with him. I think he's going to be out here for the game. But that was that was a great David Rasco. Middle linebacker was a guy named Paul Llewellyn, who uh, was probably the largest linebacker in the history of TCU football. He he uh, he played about five years. He was he was uh, he fit in well in, in today's college football world. He played five years in the Atlanta Braves system and then decided he wanted to go to college and started at linebacker for TCU as I believe a 26 year old sophomore so <laughs> that, was, that was that was an oddity back then now it's just kind of the ball. <laughs> and then uh, when I was in school Max Naki was uh called was uh was running under center there and uh in fact he and I squared off in a in a flag football game years later. Oh, my gosh. We we don't oh need to gosh. get into that, but I may have picked him yeah. off. I may have picked yeah. him off in that oh, game. Yeah, may have. We'll underline the may a couple of times. Max, Max was he's a great Max uh, quarterback. Their first Southwest Conference title, they tied for the tied for the league title in 94. That's the first time since the late 50s that the Frogs had won the, the Southwest Conference. So. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah, for some reason, didn't Tech get to who went the Cotton Bowl? Tech or it was Baylor was tied too. I mean, it was like a uh, and then A and M was on yeah. probation maybe or something. Yeah, it was a weird. Was I think it was like a five way tie for the championship. Yeah, and, uh, Tech ended up going. They their reward was they got to play USC and Keyshawn Johnson, and that game was over <laughs> in about ten minutes. <laughs> And I would, if I had to guess, Tech's quarterback was Zebby Lethridge. Does that name? Yeah. All right, uh, John. I'm going to let you get back to it. Tell Landry keep make watch his curfew. Tell him Mosley has him on about a 11 p.m. curfew this evening. And tell hello to the rest of the crew. Get Brian in bed early, and you guys uh, have a great call tomorrow. Hey, we're we're looking forward to it. I'll uh, I'll pass all those instructions along. Should be a lot of fun. It's uh, gonna be an epic day. All right, all right. Thank you, John. Have a great one. You bet. All right, happy new all year. Right. Yep, you too. There he goes, John Denton, the uh, the radio analyst for many many years for TCU football, joining us. Also does basketball on the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Holiday Edition. Now, what does Aaron have in store for us for Campus Confidential? That is next. 
recently on Game Time. We're joined now by WFAA-TV Channel H, Joe Trahan. It feels to me that there are certainly times when Kellen just gets too cute. We have seen this offense at its best when they are mixing in Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott. Zeke's hitting them right in the mouth. Pollard's hitting them on the perimeter. And then Dak mixes in play-action passing. And when you get away from the formula that we have seen has been so successful, this offense goes the wrong way. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. We offer a full selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef for all their break room supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef design a break room that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com. What are you supposed to do when you pull up behind a truck that doesn't even have a hitch? I mean, it's like looking at plumber's crack. Do you cover your kid's eyes? Look away and switch radio stations? Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters asking for your help to end this embarrassing form of truck nudity. If you have a truck, at some point you need to pull something. It could be a trailer to haul stuff off to the dump. Maybe a jet ski, a boat, an RV, a horse trailer, even just a bike rack. The point is, put a hitch on your truck's backside. And at Pickup Outfitters, we actually install more hitches than anything else. Whether it's a receiver hitch, a gooseneck, or a fifth wheel, we'll cover your aspirations to not drive a nude truck. And all hitches are covered by the Pickup Outfitters Lifetime Installation Guarantee. So cover your rear end with a new hitch from Pickup Outfitters on Lake Air Drive in Waco, where we're fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas. Check them out on our website at createacommotion.com slash hitches. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. 
There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm more delighted with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys overcome three turnovers to beat the Titans on Thursday night football 27-13. Texas lost to Washington in the Alamo Bowl 27-20. OU comes up short to Florida State 35-32 in the Cheez-It Bowl. Bowl games continue today with Maryland and North Carolina State in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Pittsburgh and UCLA in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Notre Dame and South Carolina in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Ohio and Wyoming in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. And the Nightcap Tennessee and Clemson in the Capital One Orange Bowl. Mavericks over Houston last night, 129-14. Luka with another triple-double. Baylor basketball gets underway tomorrow in conference play, taking on Iowa at 1 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas, and the women taking on TCU at 2 o'clock on 104.9 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and what a day it is. I mean, we're, we got great bowl games going on today. Aaron will get us all caught up on that and uh, all the uh, action. Baylor hired another assistant coach, but tomorrow is going to be crazy. Two Baylor basketball games, men and women, playing at 1 o'clock. Go watch the women at the Farrell Center against TCU. The men open at Iowa State. And then 3 o'clock, TCU kicks off. And TCU will uh, showdown with Michigan. And then, of course, after that, Georgia and Ohio State get it on. Ohio State just seems kind of like the, well, we got to have a fourth team. Uh, I guess it's them. I mean, there's really nobody else to put in there. Let's have, let's have Ohio State. We usually have them anyway. They're at least familiar with the process. Georgia will hand it to them. But the first game, to me, is the most exciting. But, Aaron, where do you want to start today with Campus Confidential? We will start with transfer portal news. Baylor safety Al Walcott announced he's entering the transfer portal as a graduate transfer yesterday. He broke the news on his Twitter account Past, this past season, Walcott had 80 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, five pass deflections, three forced fumbles, two sacks, and one interception. He uh, is 
probably best known for his Sugar Bowl record 96-yard interception return for a touchdown. He is the seventh Baylor player to enter the transfer portal in the offseason. All right, Aaron, can we slow this down a little bit? <clears throat> the uh, departures, I mean, it's kind of looking pretty good compared, obviously, to some of these schools that have 24, 25 departures, but it's a little more. I mean, seven's not awful. It's not uh, it, it all. I mean, I but uh, it really comes down to, you know, what losses make the biggest impact and, and are the hardest to replace. And I, the reason I hate it for Baylor, and I kind of hate it for Al, is because I, I just felt like Dave Aranda really worked hard to put him in great uh, great positions. And he ended up becoming, I mean, you remember that, Aaron, when you and I first started doing this together. I just, for some reason, loved Al Walcott. Even before he started making big plays, I just thought, man, I like this guy. And I think initially, what was he, number 13? I just, there's everything about him. I love the way he played. I like the way he hit. I, I, I thought he, I think he's, I mean, to me, there's sometimes players that leave and you're like, oh, I hope he does well. Like, I hope Kyron Drones goes to Virginia Tech and wins a starting job and does really well. I could see. Al Walcott showing up and being a star at a lot of places. Like Al Walcott could walk into Clemson or Auburn or Alabama and play. I mean, he's that good, and he's that. Uh, he's and so I think there's a tendency, especially from the the sunshine pumpers that are always like, "Oh, it's okay. No, it's okay." Um, I think, I think there's a tendency sometimes to be like they'll be okay. He did some things I didn't like. He missed some tackles this year, and the truth is, Al Walcott, Al Walcott's departure hurts, in my opinion. Absolutely, he's a great player, and it, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I think you're absolutely right. He can go pretty much anywhere in the country. For the Second time in as many days, Baylor football has hired a new assistant coach after hiring a new defensive coordinator yesterday. Today, Baylor announced that they had hired Christian Robinson as the Bears' new inside linebackers coach. Robinson joins the Baylor staff after coaching linebackers at Auburn last year, following four seasons in the same position as Florida. He was named to the American Football Coaches Association 35 under 35 listing in 2022, highlighting some of the nation's best up-and-coming coaches under 35. I like that. I saw that that 35 under 35. That seems like a cool thing. And I mean, I you know, it seems like they would do the 40 under 40 or whatever. But yeah, the 30 or or even the. Uh, but the 35 under 35, I like that. I like that he stands out as a coach. Obviously, Aranda thinks uh, a lot of him. Auburn just had a change. The Florida program that he was with, he probably got caught up in that uh, the Dan Mullen departure, and that's how he ended up at Auburn. And quite honestly, when there's a guy that's young and talented as a coach, I mean, he's going he's gonna to end up uh, on, on good staffs. 
and he certainly uh, has a great opportunity at Baylor. Aaron, where does it say he played somewhere really good, didn't he? Seemed like um, I know he, like you said, he was at Auburn, and and then he had the four years at Florida. He played at a big time school. Does it say? Is it you have that in front of you, where he actually played? Anyway, uh, yeah, give I, me just a second. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. Uh, no, I will go ahead and look it up while I talk. I, I think um, I, I I think that I, I saw where he played, and then where he's been. And I think it's always nice when somebody has that kind of pedigree and has done it in the SEC and and knows and, and quite honestly already has a feel from being at Florida and especially with the Auburn situation. I, I don't mind somebody that's had to deal with a little adversity. He's, that Auburn thing was a mess this year and, and he and you know, they he was able to kind of come out on the other side of that. Go ahead, Aaron. You're you're absolutely right. He played uh, linebacker at Georgia from 2009 to 2012. That's also where he started his coaching career as a graduate assistant the next year after he graduated in 2013. Okay, so that was pre-Kirby. I don't know if that was Mark Richt or who that would have been. Um, probably Mark Richt at, uh, at Georgia. But, man, that's a great program, great school. And uh, I just think everything I've heard about him, uh, I think Baylor fans should be excited about him. And and, and quite honestly, when you go out on the recruiting trail and you could say, yeah, I played at Georgia. I mean, Georgia's likely to once again be the national champions. Yeah, I played where they won a national championship these last couple of years. I think that stuff does help. And uh, so congratulations to him, and uh, we'll look forward to having him on the uh, on the radio show soon. After entering the transfer portal yesterday, former SMU quarterback and former Midway star Tanner Mordecai announced today that he will continue his college career at Wisconsin. Mordecai began his career at Oklahoma in the past two seasons at SMU. He's thrown for over 7,000 yards, 72 touchdowns, and only 22 interceptions with 13 games of 300 or more yards. He's the second quarterback to transfer into Wisconsin in the offseason, joining former Oklahoma quarterback Nick Evers. Yeah, you only make that move if you think you have a really good shot at starting at Wisconsin. I mean, I I thought he did some really nice things at SMU. Kind of hate to see him leave, but I think he was going to be in an all-out fight with the young hotshot quarterback, maybe one of the highest-rated recruits in the history of SMU football since the the heyday of Pony the Pony Express, Preston Stone has a great shot to be the SMU quarterback moving forward. I think, like a lot of people, I thought, well, here's the Waco guy, here's the former Midway star. Would Baylor want to go after him? That did not happen, which lets me think that this thing with Wisconsin has been in the works for a while. All right, Aaron, um, we will uh, get everybody caught up soon, too, on the uh, on our, on the bowl games. Some exciting bowl action out there. Sun Bowl coming to a conclusion. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, we already had a final in that one. And, uh, and then we had the Gator Bowl uh, that uh, was going as well. So do some up. Uh, we'll get you caught up on the bowls. 
And then next, we talk to a man who knows a lot about the Baylor program, covers them very extensively, none other than Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com. He joins us next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dallas improves to 12-4 and thanks to last night's 27-13 road win at the Titans. Details after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Last night's 27-13 Cowboys road win over the injury-depleted Titans was not a work of art. The offense had to overcome three first-half giveaways. Zeke scored on a TD run. Dak connected with Dalton Schultz on two second-half touchdown passes. And Brett Maher tacked on a fourth-quarter field goal. For the defense, it was cornerback Nashawn Wright making the play of the game with a fourth-quarter interception. Just made a play when it came, came my way. Uh, we preach it all the time. Just When, when you make a count, you got to make a count. So. No game is easy in the NFL, so we just have to go out there and make more plays than they made. We knew we had to come here and execute, and then so that was all. That was it. He just threw it. I went up and grabbed it. Dallas improves to 12 and four on the season. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team. ESPN Central Texas. It's happening now. The year-end inventory sale at Lone Star Structures. Prices have been slashed on in-stock storage sheds, greenhouses, kids' playhouses, chicken tractors, porch swings, picnic tables, and gliders. Conveniently shop their inventory online 24-7 at LoneStarStructures.com or visit their location at the I-35 Midway Drive exit in Temple or on Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Ask about their rent-to-own options for select items. Lone Star Structures is family-owned and operated and has been building top-notch storage sheds since 1997. They have earned a solid reputation for good old-fashioned workmanship and professional service. Visit LoneStarStructures.com or call Lone Star Structures today at 254-773-5400. Hurry in, sell in soon. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from your friends at Agritech Animal Health. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies and take the worries out cost-effectively. That's what you get with Agritech Animal Health and Chad Spitzer and his staff. With over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry, from the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to serve you with that personal feel and products that you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game. 254-883-5500. Merry Christmas from Agritech Animal Health. 
If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or UBEO.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. There's always some new beers for you to try at Dancing Bear Pub. Since 2007, Dancing Bear Pub has featured a wide range of craft beers, poured in a relaxed watering hole setting that features a vintage wood bar and a large patio, 16 rotating drafts featuring craft beers, ciders, and seltzers, plus over 50 canned options. Thursday night, it's glass giveaway night. Buy the beer from the select brewery and keep the glass. Waco's home for craft beer, Dancing Bear Pub, 1117 Spade Avenue, Waco. Hashtag Sip'em Beers. Waco Jewelers has exciting news. Our 75% off sale event is back. Yes, you heard it right. 75% off almost everything in the store. Get huge savings on GIA certified diamonds, beautiful wedding rings, and wedding bands. Be sure to view our exclusive bridal selection from Gabriel & Company, New York. Each piece, a work of art. Plus, no interest financing available and trade-ins are welcome. And we'll see you here at Waco Jewelers. Under the spinning diamond. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recess lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel up rates and circuit breaker replacements call bp services today for a free estimate within 24 hours and if you agree to the estimate 15 percent off your bill 254-292-8908 call bp services when electricity's on your list call bp services your needs i priority 292-8908 your need is i priority from the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, getting you ready for some New Year's Eve. And uh, we'll have Kevin Longquist. 
on, and um, I'm going to remind him right now. People, I mean, I hope, I hope Kevin's not dipping into the sauce. I mean, it's not New Year's Eve yet, and um, I mean, surely he wouldn't be. He knows we call from the two five four. All right, there he is. He's a Kevin is a Metroplex based. All right, so sometimes you got to kind of hammer away at him. He's got his family home for the holidays, and so he's really a lot of people. Aaron, it's it's these kind of weeks we remember and we're remi- we're reminded that like most of our buddies <laughs> are off, have the whole week off. Would this be a good week to just say, ah, let's uh, let's give the guys, you know? Well, we won't get into that, but this is a. Uh, it's okay, we've because there's a lot going on. I never understood it. That is a strange thing. So, I I did radio in the Dallas Fort Worth area for ten years, and before I started doing radio, I was covering uh, the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, and and it would always be the craziest thing to me, Aaron, that you'd get to like this major part of the season. Okay, we're covering Bill Parcells, two thousand three to two thousand six was when Parcells was there. And you get to, like, December, I don't know, let's say December 10th or December 15th, whatever. And, like, they would literally give everybody, uh, the, the um, all the main radio hosts, like, three weeks or two or three weeks. Just boom, you'd be off. And, I'd, and I, as a hardcore newspaper guy, I thought, how can you guys – be taking off during this. And then Aaron, I became a radio guy. And, of course, the problem was I was still writing. So I wasn't truly off, but I was off the radio during that time. But that's what they would do. They would say, hey, just want you to take most of your vacation during the holidays. We don't care about the holiday ratings. And, um, yeah, just take two or three weeks off. That's fine. Come back January 3rd or 4th or whenever. And then we'll get going again. We'll get going on the radio again. So, Aaron, I suggest you say that to Tom, okay, uh, heading into next year, and just say, hey, you, don't you think we should just take all take about three weeks off? Aaron, let me kind of be there to kind of hear his response, okay, when you make that statement. <laughs> I'll let you have that conversation. Okay. All right. That's kind of how we used to do it. Now, let's see if Kevin's uh, – Kevin Lonquist is 5.07. He's supposed to be joining us at 5 o'clock. I mean, I hope, surely, Kevin, this better be an emergency. All right? I want to hear, I want. I kind of want to hear, when we do get Kevin, I want to hear kind of what was going on in Kevin's life that has kept him from us. Now, big news coming from Baylor in just the last 24 hours, of course. Yesterday we had the news of the new... Defensive coordinator Matt Pallage. And in fact, Tuesday, when we come back from our little break, we're going to go back and play some of Pallage's interview he did on the Matt Mosley show back in 2020, April of 2020. I don't know when we're going to get him this time around. Oh, good. We do have Kevin Longquist, who. I guarantee you there was it was either a fire or something. There's almost nothing that would make him late for the Matt Mosley show. I just I can't even think of any 
anything that could be happening in his life that would ever do that. Kevin, are you okay? Do you need? Uh, it, it was actually you need, yeah. because my check didn't come in the mail, so that's why I was doing <laughs> that. <so. laughs> well, happy uh, New Year to you, Matt. Same to you, and uh, good to good to visit with you. And this is uh, there's a lot going on, uh, Kevin. The uh, by the way, you're an SMU guy, and and this Correct. ties into a Baylor. Uh, someone with, well, Waco ties, not Baylor ties, but Tanner Mordecai right. went to OU from Midway High School in the Waco, uh, the greater Waco area, and then he ends up at SMU, and he puts up great numbers. Now, SMU, of course, with Preston Stone, big-time recruit that uh, Sonny brought in that's a five-star type recruit. Uh, Tanner Mordecai decides today to go to Wisconsin. As a as a guy, that's an interesting thing for you, Kevin, because you've got you got ties up in that part of the world. You got SMU ties. It, did do you think Tanner just wanted the shot at playing at a Power Five school, or was it more about? Do you think Tanner felt like that was truly going to be a, a rough battle with Preston Stone? Uh, what happened in this case? Okay, so let me start off by saying this. I may be the mean, spiteful uh, fan with all of my ties to Minnesota with him going to Wisconsin. Uh, first of all, he's dead to me. But on a, on a lighter note, um, but on a lighter note, you know, I, you know, if you look at Tanner's situation at SMU, remember he com- he declared for the NFL draft, but when he also got into the portal, it was kind of a Situation. I don't know what kind of feedback he got from the NFL, at least early on, for what his prospects were going to be like. But if he did, probably weren't all that favorable. I think his career at SMU was pretty solid there. He was prone to making the big mistake, didn't play that great in the New Mexico Bowl against BYU. He was missing a couple of top receivers in that game, but the game plan wasn't that great either. He also threw a bad pick six in that game. But I also think, too, one of the angles here with going to Wisconsin is Luke Fickle, of course, because SMU and Cincinnati, both in the American Athletic Conference at the time. So Fickle had seen Mordecai for the last two years when SMU played Cincinnati, especially from you know last the game back in October. And I, I kind of think that what Luke was looking for is someone who can kind of move the offense forward. And you know, I think you can look at Tanner's career at SMU, like I said, very solid. If he could avoid the, the big mistake at Wisconsin you know, or in you know, helping them to try and get back to the upper echelon of the Big Ten West, that's going to be a big, you know, big deal for them. But I think you, know, you would look at his talent and say maybe he's more talented than Shane Bouchel, who came from Texas to SMU a couple of years prior to Tanner. But I also think, too, that I think his opportunity to go to P5 and go up to Wisconsin, because it sounds like Wisconsin's you know, NIL situation is pretty well organized. And I think he just wants to take a shot at in the Big Ten. And maybe just, even though I know Baylor fans were kind of excited about the possibility of him maybe coming back home, because that's what Jackson Player did last year from Tulsa. I think just Tanner just wanted to try something else because of, you know, the familiarity with Luke Fickle. All right. All those things, um, I appreciate. I knew you would have great perspective on that. Talking to Kevin Longquist, 
uh, who does a little bit of everything, but uh, Rivals.com is where you see his work. And at Sikkim Sports on Twitter has a lot of good stuff. Uh, Kevin Baylor has, uh, since we last talked, hired a defensive coordinator in Matt Pallage. And today the news on the new inside linebackers, Coach. Let's start with Pallage. You remember his work with the Bears, special teams, and safeties coach, 2020 and 2021. I mean, we knew some of the possibilities. This shouldn't shock us. A guy very familiar to Aranda and familiar to the Baylor program. Um, Knowing kind of who is out there and then landing Pallage. And then also, I want you to speak to this from a recruiting perspective. Can you speak to what kind of impact Pallage had at Baylor as a recruiter, and and how big a role did that play in this hire? I think, yes, to your your last question, Matt, I think his uh, arrival uh, will help Baylor on the recruiting front. And I think if you look at the way he communicates with his secondary, I think it makes a big difference in terms of just how they play, because obviously – Matt, we know that Baylor's secondary had a lot of problems in 2022. And in 2021, this team had 19 interceptions. I had a stat. I tweeted out a stat yesterday that 11 of Baylor's 19 interceptions came from their safeties. Six from JT Woods, two from Jalen Petrie, three from Jaron McVay. And, of course, McVay makes the you know big 12 championship saving play at the end, of course, to win that game against Oklahoma State. And I think what – Matt will do, and I kind of thought, you know, he was on the short list. I thought, you know, with, with Wisconsin's Jim Lenhart, who was the interim head coach and defensive coordinator when Paul Chris got fired at Wisconsin earlier in the year. But I thought that Matt, because of the fact that he's young enough, he did a great job with the special teams units and the safeties there at Baylor, that it's a perfect match because he comes back to what Baylor will likely keep the three three five in order with him he can handle the safeties that sort of thing and, and get that secondary retooled a little bit and and i think the other thing that'll help here is the fact that he can communicate in a way with guys that'll make a difference here you know he's only basically twice the age of some of these other guys are maybe 13 years older 14 years older you know that sort of thing matt which will make an appeal and it's a different personality than what ron roberts was and i think the impression that he made with dave and the impression that he made with baylor of course uh, speaks for itself. I will say this, though, in closing on him, uh, Matt, is I think Pallage is a head coach in the making in a few years. And I, these are all – you can see the stepping stones. He goes from position coach at uh, Louisiana. Then he comes to Baylor and handles position in safeties along with special teams. Then goes to Oregon to become the co-defensive coordinator. Then comes back to Baylor to be the defensive coordinator. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised that in the next – few years if he really has great success with Baylor's defense that he's going to get an opportunity to coach somewhere in his near future to be to run a program that's what I think of him yeah I like that that's great perspective and uh, Kevin Longquist from Rivals you know what I say Kevin take that Oregon take that Oregon Ducks (laughs) (laughs) about that extra point to beat North Carolina when it doinks off the upright and goes in huh (laughs) that's right that thing went right off the left upright and bounced in, and uh, you could hear the Novosad family cheering from here. 
But, um, yeah, there's that. And so, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I, there, you speak about dead to me. I'm about ready to move on from that whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think a lot of people from Baylor have to move on from that. And so, uh huh, uh huh. But but that's interesting. Or for someone like you, who's actually probably gotten to know the family and and talk yeah. to the kid. I mean, you have a little different relationship. So in a sense, it's not quite as easy for you to move on. You'll probably watch him and, 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 and think well of him. Although, you know, my thought is not that he flipped. It's more like the communication, you know, the school that he had in uh, the family had spent so much time with and everything and the commitment and then to, yeah. to, to do it at that late uh, that late in the game, and I, I know this is all part of it, but it, it, it did right. not. Uh, I don't think it makes them look very good. But whatever. No. Um, it, it, on the, on the, I'll say this: the optics of it, no, Matt. But let's just look at it. Remember, there's two rules in recruiting that I always live by. Number one, recruiting is weird. I've said that for years, for as long as I've covered Baylor, and just recruiting in general, because weird stuff like this happens. We've seen flips at the last minute take place over time, and that's just that's just the way it goes sometimes. The other thing is always remember on a verbal commitment, it is a verbal commitment, meaning that it's non-binding. So that means you haven't signed anything and you are still pretty much fair game. And the other thing to always keep in mind is that the recruiting for somebody who is of great caliber, as Austin is, that the recruiting really starts when the commitment is made. So I don't think Baylor, you know, and this is why the pickle that Baylor's in now, Matt, is because, you know, the only scholarship quarterback on the roster, as we've talked about ad nauseum now, is Blake Shapin. So now they've got to go into the portal, and they've got to try and find somebody there to see if they can make an impact there. And they're really scrambling to try and find someone to see if they can do that. Do you have any – I thought of you when I saw, and I remembered uh, Rule recruiting him at one point, Right. The young man that has been at Arkansas, Malik Hornsby, was a name that has come up uh, in recent right. weeks. We now know Hudson Card is at Purdue. Uh, Mordecai, as we talked about, is at Wisconsin. Some of these guys are starting to go uh, off the board. Uh, the I think the big prize is the Wake Forest quarterback. He, he went to the top of the uh, heap in terms of the, 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 the you know, the, the, the best quarterbacks in the portal. Where right. do you are, – are, are you hearing anything? Uh, ha, is the Hornsby thing a possibility? Do, is, is, uh, is rule after him? What are we hearing on all that front? Okay, so let's kind of start from the top, first of all, with Sam Hartman at Wake Forest. That the, that the reports were that he's probably going to wind up going to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is yes. going to bowl game. Uh, in the Gator Bowl against South Carolina as we speak. And so they probably are waiting for this game to end and maybe let the dust settle on that before he goes there. Then you got Grayson McCall, uh, who's at Coastal Carolina, who's in, in the portal. But the prop, but the issue that some folks are looking at, he's probably the most hot, hotly, you know, hot, the hottest commodity, I guess that's the best way to call it, uh, that's out there. And, but it's also, but the, but there's a lot of talk about it's going to take a huge NIL commitment from whoever to bring them on board. And that's a, that's one thing to look at there. Um, we'll start, then I'll bring up Luke Altmeyer from Ole Miss. And I think he's an interesting quarterback. Of course, Baylor fans remember saw him in the Sugar Bowl last year when Matt Corral went down with the ankle injury. And he's a guy that I know that Baylor has been in contact with, but I don't know if that's going to mean anything. Now, to 
bringing up Malik Hornsby, I saw him twice in the state championship game when he was at Fort Bend Marshall. I saw him play against Alito in those two years. And I think the greatest flaw in Malik's pl- ability to play the position is just being able to simply throw it and, and, and have – I think his mechanics need a lot of work. I know that a lot of people have talked about his, his progression in, in reading the field, breaking down defenses – you know, looking at that second and third reads, if it's available to him, that sort of thing. And maybe he's to once, you know, one progression and then take off and run if it's not there, that sort of thing. So, but here's the other predicament, Matt, that I think that Baylor's in on this is that is given the year that Blake Shapin had this year, and it wasn't great. You know, he, he the, the good news for him in the bowl game against Air Force last week was that he didn't turn it over. So, You know, that snapped that streak there. That was pretty ugly, but he wasn't that great either there. But I think Baylor's got two things to look at here in terms of the portal. Number one, if it pursues a quarterback like a Luke Altmaier or Malik Hornsby, who, by the way, Hornsby is also looking at UNLV in Nebraska on this, and he supposedly is going to announce his decision on January 8th on Instagram. And But whatever Baylor does here is that they've got to talk to a quarterback and I think I've said this to you before, they've got to get him and to convince him that he's going to be a part of an opportunity to c- compete for the starting job. Because if Baylor makes it pretty clear to whoever it is that he's talking to that Shapin's going to be the guy or that this guy's going to have to do X in order to overcome Blake as the starter, that guy might say, forget it, I'm not coming. You know, they, they want an equal shot to do this. And then the other issue is that it, we go back to the NIL situation, Matt, and you know, it, it, you hear different things on where Baylor's NIL situation is. It sounds like it's coming together, but is it coming together too late? And that's where the issue is. And, of course, the timing of Novosad's flip really puts them in a, in, a, in a big spot here. I'll give you one other stat here, Matt. If you include Mordecai, there were 48 quarterbacks, according to our Rivals Transfer Portal uh, website, that said 48 quarterbacks were in the portal. 32 of those had either found a spot to play for 2023 or withdrew. So that tells you what kind of numbers Baylor is looking at right now. The other thing I will say to you is that the portal period runs all the way through January 18th. More quarterbacks could enter, so that could be a help to them down the line. We'll just have to wait and see. If uh, Novoside had of uh, not, uh, if he'd made this decision a month ago, would Kyron Drone still be at Baylor? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I kind of think that because of the fact that drones did not get an opportunity to play maybe the second half or the fourth quarter against Kansas State, you know, way back in November, and just, and again, that was perfect for mop up time, that sort of thing. I kind of think that it may not have mattered. In fact, I, I still would have felt like had Novus had committed in, or stayed committed and signed last week that I think he would have arrived at Baylor in mid-January with the opportunity thinking that I can compete for the starting job in 2023. That was my read on this. All right. I, don't think, uh, I, don't, I don't think Drones, I don't think drones was going to stay here one way or the other. Is, is Texas Tech on a higher trajectory right now than Baylor, or would you not go that far? Uh, I think they're on a high trajectory. Are they higher than Baylor? Well, I guess 
maybe if you look at the way they close the season versus the way Baylor closed the season, then yes. But, you know, Matt, every year is fluid. I mean, look, what were we talking about at this time last year, Matt, in early January? They're coming off a 12-2 and season, won the, uh, the Big 12 championship, just beat Ole Miss with a great defensive performance in the Sugar Bowl. They were preseason expectations for them to repeat as Big 12 champions. Tech was picked like eighth or ninth in the Big 12 this year, and then the script completely flipped. And I wouldn't say, and I would say that at this time maybe yes, but this is all fluid as we know. And I think the reason why every year is fluid and why nothing is appears as it seems right now is because of the transfer portal and the NIL, where player movement is more aggressive now than it ever has been. So rosters can completely change for the for better or for worse. And it can make a difference in terms of a program's failure from one year to success the next year. I mean, uh, there's a chance, you know, look, Baylor's got a lot of things that it's got to address, especially on the offensive lines, and it got both the Barrington brothers to do that. They get a big impact wide receiver in Keetron Jackson, who I spoke with today, had a great conversation with him, by the way. And those are things that are going to have to, that can change for Baylor for the better. So just because 2022 ended on a sour note doesn't mean that 2023 can be the same way. But I will say this, they do have to get off to a good start next year in order to feel good about the way 2023 can go. Man, good for you getting to Keytron before he's officially on campus because then the, then <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> that's right. Oh man, are, and so <laughs> are there any other Barrington brothers out there? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I mean, if there are, I'll have to check with the uh, with Clark and Campbell about that. So, okay, but well, I wanted to make I, sure we got all the Barrington brothers. <laughs> so, but you know, I I really think though, the, obviously Baylor has to get its quarterback situation right, Matt. As you know, they they can't go into I, I. This is just my opinion, and Dave Aranda, and you know Jeff Grimes and Sean Bell. Maybe if they're listening to this, they could say he's full of you-know-what, and forget him. But I will say this. Baylor has to have a second quarterback on campus for spring football in order to kind of fortify and make this thing full whole in order to help the offense be more complete than what it is right now. They just don't have a choice as far as I'm concerned. Does Gary Bohannon have any eligibility left? (laughs) Well, you know, he had shoulder surgery, so I I don't know where he's at right now physically. All right. I just wonder if he could get back to the portal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we already danced that dance, didn't we? So. Let's bring him back. Where's Jacob Zeno? Can he come back? Is he, is he at uh, he's in Birmingham too? So I mean, I mean UAB. Yes, sir. And so, you know. All right. All but right. We'll see what happens. By All the right. way, big game tomorrow afternoon in Ames, Iowa, to open up the Big Twelve season too. So. Yeah, I agree with you, and uh, and that's big for the Bears to get going. And uh, let's not forget that the uh, the Baylor women open one o'clock versus TCU tomorrow as well. And oh, I wanted to give you a nugget for your people for uh, for Rivals dot com uh, and all you know all your subscribers. Trey Johnson they they won that big Allen uh, tournament yesterday. They beat number seven in the state Allen. Uh, Lake Islands is number one in the state, 
and Trey had one of his typical like 32 10 and 7 type games. All right, kind of like Luca Jr. or something. Yeah. Just terrible. And uh, so. uh so the Bears continue in their pursuit of the great Trey Johnson. We'll keep an eye and, on that one. You know, and by the way, too, we should also hard. point out, too, for tomorrow's game against Iowa State that Scott Drew said this afternoon that L.J. Cryer, who's in the uh, concussion protocol, up in the air whether or not he'll play tomorrow afternoon. So that could be a real you know, issue for the Bears by not having one of their, one of their best three-point shooters on the floor tomorrow afternoon if he's unavailable for that game. All right, I'll find out more on that before the end of the show, all right? And I'll, I'll share that with you if I find out some intel on that. I'll count the minutes, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was counting the minutes on you earlier. All right, yeah, see I, was, I told you it wasn't protest, remember? And so. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's good. That's uh, it, it worked. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, Matt. Happy New Year. There he goes. Kevin Longquist. <laughs> He's still trying to talk, Aaron. Get him back. All right, it is, uh, it is time to visit about tomorrow's semifinal games. And a couple of thoughts on the betting lines and what I think is going to happen in both games. That is next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. I'm Manny Stavrachek of Baylor Athletics on the Friday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football has a new defensive coordinator. We'll give you details. Plus, men's and women's basketball open Big 12 play tomorrow. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the big finish sales event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Howdy, Chuck Arner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now for a look at what's happening this weekend in Baylor Athletics. Here again is John Morris. And welcome back. Coach Dave Aranda made the announcement yesterday. Matt Pallage is coming back to Waco, back to Baylor, and back on his staff as the defensive coordinator. Pallage was here previously. He spent last season as the co-defensive coordinator at Oregon, now takes over as the Baylor defensive coordinator. 
Big 12 basketball play is here for the Baylor men and the women. For the Baylor women, number 23 in the nation, they open conference play tomorrow at home against TCU, still looking to determine their identity of this team. Here's head coach Nikki Collin. Like when I watch Kansas, they know who they are. When I watch Oklahoma, they know who they are. They know who they're going to play to and play through. And I think by nature of the way our non-conference has gone, we're still trying to figure that out, you know. And I, and I hate saying that because I don't want to be in that situation. Um, but when you play 12 games and you've had like seven or eight different starting lineups, you know, and, and you're not quite sure when Asia is going to get back or we weren't sure if Trey was going to get eligible, like just all these different things that are going on, you know, you're you're still kind of – you know, trying to figure out. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women opening Big 12 play tomorrow at home against TCU. 1.30 airtime, 2 p.m. tip-off tomorrow on 104.9 FM. Television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. While Scott Drew and the 12th-ranked Baylor men open league play in Ames against Iowa State tomorrow afternoon, on the air at 12.30, tip-off at 1 here on ESPN Central Texas, Television tomorrow on ESPNU. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from Ames and have more next week. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hi everyone, Brian Reese here, General Manager of Harley-Davidson of Waco, wanting to wish everyone a happy holiday season this year. December is New Bike Month as we close out an incredible record year here at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Come see me and purchase any brand new 2022 model Harley and receive a $1,000 gift card to use as you please. Again, happy holidays from Harley-Davidson of Waco. The ultimate holiday gift is a new Buick or GMC from Richard Carr. Dozens of trucks are on the lot ready to drive home today. Right now, well-qualified buyers get 3.9% financing on GMC Sierra 1500 and GMC Terrains or get 3.99% on a new Buick Encore, Envision, or Enclave in stock. New Sierra trucks are ready to drive. Get 3.9% financing plus $2,500 loyalty rebate for qualified current GMC or Buick owners. Get your new slate today and put a GMC under your Christmas tree from Richard Carr. Say dealer for details. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato, and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I want to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, there was no back pain. I took another step, no knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. It is the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, this is the holiday edition as we get you ready for New Year's Eve tomorrow. been kind of monitoring these games, and Aaron, I know you've been watching too. Uh, Notre Dame has tied things up in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl with a uh, score, um, and early in the fourth quarter, it is Notre Dame in South Carolina. Tied 31-31. Now, we do, we do have an ongoing game, the um, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. So stupid that they have a bowl, but whatever. That The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl featuring Wyoming and Ohio. Uh, Wyoming up on Ohio 17-11. Can you imagine, Aaron, do you think like they – the, who do you think Barstool has handling all the all the bowl stuff? Do they have like respectable people, or do you think they have some of their like clownish type people like running the thing? Like some dude that does it after tasting a pizza nearby or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, just drunk people, just like okay, Wyoming, we need y'all to show up sometime, you know, for this event. It's a very strange. The Barstool is known for its irreverence and. Honestly, just kind of being idiotic and childish and juvenile, which people love for whatever reason. I was on there one time, Aaron, on that, uh, what do they call him, Big Cat and PFT Commenter. And and they interviewed uh, the Doomsday Podcast. They interviewed uh, Werder and me. And, I mean, you would have thought I went on, it was like, it, 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 it was like nothing else I'd ever done in my life mattered. Like, to a certain segment of the population, oh, my gosh, you were on the bar stool, whatever they call that. You know, pardon my take or pardon, what is it? They, it's some kind of, what, what do they call that? Not pardon the interruption, but they, they had, anyway, it's, uh, 
it's a weird it's a weird uh, phenomenon. Okay, Maryland beats NC State sixteen to twelve in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We found out today Aaron likes mayo. Here are my mayo rules. Aaron, see if you agree with this. You being a mayo guy, you can kind of put mayo on anything. I I think quietly mayo does something to grilled cheeses that seems to make grilled cheeses better. I just don't want to know that it's on there, but I do kind of understand that some mayo on the bread will kind of help in the process of making a grilled cheese. Okay, I'll accept that. I think a club sandwich, um, you know, like a a true or like a BLT, it probably works best with that, with bacon, lettuce, and tomato. That's probably where the mayo, and I'm even so weird about mustard that I'll sometimes say no mayo on my BLT, mustard, no mayo. And I, I understand that's weird. The other one is the the big like that you would get at a golf course, a club sandwich that probably needs to have some mayo on it. The problem is people that put mayo on always do too much. Like mustard people, we're fairly subtle with it. We just like a little bit of mustard and we just kind of go on with our lives. Mayo people just kind of overdo it. And it's just my thought. Now Aaron, is that is that about the right things though for mayo? The club sandwich, uh, those kind of you know, especially those thick ones that have a lot of have a lot of different things on them with a lot of meat and, and, and the bacon on there, and then the BLT. Are those the best sandwiches to go with mayo, or do you even put it on burgers? Oh, I yes, I put mayonnaise on burgers. Wow, wow! But the best sandwich for mayonnaise is the BLT. I don't think there's okay. any question about that. Okay, okay, we do agree on that. Now, Pitt did beat UCLA, and uh, that was a really back-and-forth fun. Boy, it ended up being a great Sun Bowl, the the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Pitt wins that thing 37-35 over a ranked UCLA team. Maryland takes out a ranked NC State team 16-12 today. That was that Mayo Bowl that we were just talking about Mayo. And then... Aaron, the uh, Tennessee and Clemson get it on tonight. That's a great bowl game. I mean, I, I, I certainly, Aaron, you could make an argument that the Capital One Orange Bowl will be a better game than Georgia Ohio State, and, and mainly because I think most people think Georgia's going to put it on Ohio State. Now, who knows? Maybe we're wrong on that, but I could see that happening. Notre Dame has just taken a 38-31 lead over South Carolina. Trailing 31-24, the Fighting Irish have come back with two straight touchdowns and have gotten that thing, or they're up 38-31. I would say, Aaron, that no coach did more in a single season to change his reputation Notre Dame got off to a really bad start, and there was even thought they wouldn't even be bowl eligible under the new coach. I think his name's Marcus Freeman, and then they kind of got rolling, and they and they've been a lot better. And they beat uh, they're uh, they're ahead of uh, South Carolina, thirty eight thirty one. And you got to hand it to South Carolina; that's a pretty good team under Shane Beamer. 
and they are ranked 19th in the country. All right, and then uh, I, I one thing I have not gotten to talk about is last night's, Aaron, the uh, the Cowboys get it done, 27-13. It was not that impressive. I thought the interception by Dak late in the first half was just embarrassing. I mean, you, you know, you... You got you got a player kind of bracketed. You got Schultz running out. You got a player kind of outside. You got you got a a cornerback inside. The cornerback Byard drives on the ball, gets the interception. Dak has some great moments. He puts up good numbers. Had two more interceptions. One was not his fault. the The one where he tried to throw it to Lynch was totally his fault, and it allowed Tennessee team. To make the halftime score ten to six, Cowboys go up seventeen six. Tennessee comes down, <coughs> scores to make it seventeen thirteen. Aaron, the the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, and I mean he he had been there eight days. I mean this is not someone. His name's Josh Dobbs. He was he played at Tennessee. This is not someone who was thought that he was going to go out and set the world on fire. Actually functioned very well against the Cowboys. I think if you're a Cowboys fan, you have to be somewhat concerned. You also had an injury to Biotish, and um, and that was not good for the Cowboys. In fact, I wanted to check on that and get you an injury report. The center for the Cowboys was injured. And that caused McGovern to have to come over from guard, Tyler Smith to have to move to left guard, Jason Peters to go in at left tackle, and then, of course, uh, Tyron Smith remain at right tackle uh, next to uh, Zach. So, I mean, it, it's uh, there is a lot to sort out right now involving the, uh, the Cowboys. And I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get you caught up before we say goodbye for the weekend. Stephen Jones spoke uh, about the injury a little while ago to Tyler uh, Biotish, and um, that's uh, it's provided some really good news. We'll share that with you in the dismount next. Happy New Year from the John Moore Show, weekdays 3 to 4 on ESPN Central Texas. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Deucin Forklifts because they get the job done too. Deucin builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it. Whatever it is. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. 
We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Happy New Year from ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Are you frustrated with rising costs of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new Porky Pig Tater with sucking a pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for industrial, commercial, and residential projects in the Central Texas area. Your home or business will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or when your power goes out. Their electricians will promptly and safely help with the installation of motion sensors, recess lighting, LED above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors, outdoor generators, outdoor lighting, custom lighting designs, electrical panel up rates and circuit breaker replacements call bp services today for a free estimate within 24 hours and if you agree to the estimate 15 percent off your bill 254-292-8908 call bp services when electricity is on your list call bp services your needs i priority 292-8908 your need is i priority it's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and we got a we got to say goodnight. I wanted to get you caught up on a couple of things. Stephen Jones was asked about Tyler Biotis, the Cowboys center, about an hour ago uh, and, and where he is with his injury. Stephen Jones said, we feel like he's got a real chance to make it back for our first playoff game. He's had that high ankle before on the same ankle. And believe it or not, when it's the second time around, those guys tend to recover a little faster. Okay. That sounds pretty hopeful, but okay, I'll buy it. Love it with the Jones family. Kind of catches us up on ankle injuries and how on the second time they heal faster. That sounds completely believable. We need to get our doctor, our official uh, team doctor on the Matt Mosley show. We need to get Lance on. Okay, uh, talking about Biotish's right ankle injuries uh, Mike McCarthy said his scan was positive. He'll start rehabbing in the morning. I don't think he'll be available for Washington, but it's better than we anticipated, so that was good news. All right, uh, we got 
big-time sports tomorrow. Listen to all our family of networks for Baylor men's basketball, Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas tip at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Aaron, have a tremendous evening and happy new year to you and all our listeners. We're out. We'll see you Tuesday. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12